Hey girl, hey. Hey mama. Hey, hey lady. You are tuned into the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. We don't grow alone, and this podcast ensures that you don't have to. Grab your journal and a drink and join us. Welcome back to another episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I'm your co-host, Tiffany Huff Struthers, and I am excited to introduce you to this week's co-host, Ms. Terry Shields also known as the 2021 Community Cultivator Honoree on behalf of When She Thrives. And if you've been with us for a while, you know I allow our guests to introduce themselves because I think we do the best at that. So, Miss Terry, please tell everyone who you are beyond your bio. Uh, my name is Terry Shields. I am a resident of Hazelwood, and I'm also an executive director of a nonprofit Jada House International, and I'm a mother and a grandmother and a great-grandmother, yes. and I'm excited to be here, and I'm honored to be here. We are honored that you choose to be here with us. So just to give everybody some context, like I said, we honor five women each year at our anniversary celebration, and Ms. Terry happens to be our community cultivator honoree this year, and I want to tell you a little bit about the community cultivator Honoree. The Community Cultivator Award goes to a woman whose life's mission is to help elevate and improve the lives of individuals and communities everywhere she goes. Her light and spirit enrich the lives of not only the people she meets, but the environments in which they live, work, play, and serve. She is devoted to educating, encouraging, connecting, and challenging those she encounters to build lasting relationships. And additionally, she builds and rebuilds foundations on which individuals and families can thrive right where they are. And I know that this is absolutely true about Miss Terry, but I would love for you to share how you are cultivating community through Jada House and how you got started doing that. Well, we started in 2014 and we started in my house and we started with three women me, myself, well, me, myself, me, my mom, <laughs> and it was another young lady, I think, from the church. And um, we start talking about uh, things that would encourage women who had situations with gun, children dying of gun violence or chronic illnesses, something that I have, and just encouraging one another. And I would cook meals surrounding that that group. And then my grandkids see me uh, set up every Monday in the house, and they asked me would I do something for them on Thursday. Now, meanwhile, I have a full-time job. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do now? <laughs> so we developed Teen Night. And we just started with me and my two granddaughters. Um, it just evolved. Uh, my youngest granddaughter, she started inviting her friends. And it became three, uh, three to 10 to 15 kids every Thursday at my house. The women started with three of us to about 10, 15 women in my house. And I would cook meals every week, twice a week. And I just know little, like my granddaughter said, you should just give them chips and crackers. I'm like, no, can't do that. So it'd be nice meals, you know, spaghetti, whatever I can, you know, plunge her up. And um, we did that with no money. <laughs> and um, I went into a lot of debt, but I just kept going. And um, finally, one of the women who is now no longer with us, she suggested that we do a backpack giveaway. 
So I said, well, where are we going to do that at in my backyard? And she said, no, Miss Terry, we're going to do it out up somewhere. So we didn't have any money. So I said, okay, we all have to pitch in $20 for book back, backpacks and pencils, pens. So all the ladies pitched in, which was really nice. And we all packed the back, packed the uh, backpacks in my house. And um, we had 35 book bags we gave away. And we had hot dogs and hamburgers. And we had a D no, we didn't have a DJ. We had a speaker with a generator with a phone. <laughs> and that was our music. Yeah. And we had um, a, a face painter. And it was nice. It was pretty nice. And when we ran out, which was quick, we sent them down the street somewhere, some uh, down the street that another person was having a backpack giveaway. And then as time went on, we kept doing it. And I kept saying, you know, we had to get some money from somewhere. So our first money came from the Presbyterian Church, which used to be in Hazelwood, but it moved out. And Denise Hill was very influential in giving us $5,000. So that was our first start to getting a little bit of money. And then Heinz Endowment came to Hazelwood and they did a pilot with us and they wanted people to merge who had something similar in their organizations. And I said, I didn't want to merge. I wanted to be a single, a single organization. And they asked me what was so unique about my organization that I didn't want to merge with anybody. So I told them and they said, okay, I'll see you next week. We'll help you fill it out. And we got our first $25,000 grant, but we, but, but I want to back up a little bit. Kurt Holbrook was very inspirational in helping us get our 501c3, which got expedited in Michael, Do uh, Congressman, is he a Congressman? Michael mm -hmm. Doyle. Yeah. So they expedited it. So we got our 501c3. That's how we was able to write the grant, get the grant for um, Heinz. And then from there, we gave away 500 book bags. The next uh, blast off we had, th we, this will be our seventh year. So the entertainment was exotic animals one year, um, a horse ride another year. This year, I'm trying to get a magician show. It'll happen. I'm just waiting on God to, you know, <laughs> get in touch with the people. I already did, but he got to nudge him a little bit to answer me. Um, and then um, we start doing senior luncheons for the older people because I felt like I wanted to reach everybody, not just the kids, not just the in-betweens, but the older folks, too, because they need a little love, too. So we start doing a senior luncheon. And we had catered meals, guest speaker. We would have entertainment there, too, and give away gift cards. Every event, we give away gift cards. And um, they had the teens serve the seniors to help them get a chance to understand how volunteer work goes or how to serve people. And they would always say, them seniors are mean. I said, no, they're not. You're just mean. <laughs> so they would serve the seniors. And then we did our toy drive, which you helped uh, contribute to that. You helped us serve kids with toys and gift cards, hot chocolate cookies. And like right now, it's just unbelievable how sometimes I sit in my, sit in my room and I'll be like, wow, this is just, was just something for me to do. And I didn't think it was going to expand like this. I just was just something for me to do because I was bored. And we are now, um, a contributing agency to United Way, We've got sponsorship from the Grable Foundation, Heinz Foundation, the Poise Foundation, UPMC, and um, Opportunity Fund. And I think that's it. And we're still trying to get more money. But we do these things. They're free events. Um, it's what I like to do. It keeps me busy. And I was just telling Tiffany, God is real silent right now. So I don't know what he's up to, but I need to hear from him real soon. <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, it sounds like... That mustard seed effort that you started with in your kitchen has turned into, and I know that it has turned into something much bigger, much greater, and has had so much impact. When you first started and decided that you were going to go from 
just having groups in your kitchen to becoming a formal 501c3? What was the vision that you had for the community? To just engage, like to unify, to let people know, let the community know that there is somebody out here that's trying to bring people together because every event that we have is just family oriented. Like the senior luncheon, daughters bring their mothers. The blast off is like the kids come with their families and we just give, we don't give things just to the kids. We have gift cards for the parents or whoever's there. We, you know, we raffle them off. And even for the toy drive, we want the parents to come with the kids just to see that there is somebody out in the community that is willing to go that extra mile because that's hard work, you know, and it's a lot of work. And sometimes it can be frustrating work, but it's rewarding work because when you could put a smile on an adult's face or a child's face or whoever's, and they come to you and say, you know, I just love what you're doing. And I, I'm like kind of like modest about different things and very humble because I don't like to talk much. But it's a nice thing when people say, you know, you're really doing good work in the community. I really love what you're doing. So, like I said, I didn't really expect it to get this large. I'll say this large, but God is, you know, he's real. I think one of the things that is unique about Jada House International and the work that you do is that it does serve the entirety of the community, right? So, like you said, you're based in Hazelwood. It's primarily for Hazelwood people, but you don't check addresses if someone shows up. Mm -hmm. But you serve the entirety of the community. You have something for the youth. You have something for the adults. You have something for the seniors. And so I'm curious as to how you determine what to do. And I know you said initially your granddaughter said, well, you need to do something for the, for the teens. So are you getting feedback from the community about what's needed and then developing things and programming after that? Well, I, it's like a rotation right now. Um, just doing things like, cause we have a, we also have a teen night where we, um, have a group of teenagers, gr females, and we, tr I try to, um, have encouraging guest speakers. I had you and I have, um, we have a relationship with um, Pittsburgh action against rape. They do self-esteem workshops. Um, the library, um, just different ones. I'm trying to think of the ones that come, but we have different guest speakers to try to encourage them to, you know, be out there in society and know what to do, do resume writing, um, interview skills, all those types of things that help these young ladies. Sometimes I feel that don't know to know, because if you don't know, you don't know. But once you know, it's up to you to make the extra step or extra mile. So I felt like it was my responsibility, since I do know, to help them to grow. Um, there's been teams that were failing because we have a, a $50 uh, report card incentive. The third report period, if you get all A's or even if you get A's and B's, maybe one C. I might wave two. I don't know, depending <laughs> on how I feel. But that helps them to really strive for something. So we had three teams couple years ago who wasn't graduating and you know I had to have that sit down like what do you really want to do with yourself what do you really want to do with your life and and I told him about the incentive now there was one girl who got it because she made all A's and I was like whoa but they all graduated and I watched them walk across the stage and I made that was just like you know I don't know exactly what they're doing now but I know they got their diplomas right I know that right and what they do with it is just you know is what they do with it but those are the type of things that you know, I thrive off of, and then the adults, like when the pandemic hit, we had to do things online. We had to do a Zoom call and I'm thinking, well, there's no food. They may not show up. Every week I hear mothers, grandmothers, adults saying, I tell my kids, uh-uh, it's Monday night. I got to get on my Zoom call. And I'm like, wow. So 
we created a little family, a little spiritual family. We prayed for one another. I know one of our um, Jada House adults had called me and said her grandson was getting ready to have some type of surgery. So I texted everybody, said, you know, keep him in prayer. And then, and I have a testimony corner in um, at, at the adult night, you know. And she said, like, immediately her son, her grandson was up and about the next day. So it's like a lot of things that I don't know is going to happen. Right. But they happen. And it's like, wow. So it encourages me. Okay, now you've seen God do this. So you know he's going to do that. You know, so it's not like a, I got to figure out what I'm going to do next. I just keep going until I hear something. Now, I'm trying to start a podcast with the kids so they could do a live podcast and help other teens. And we're working on it. But those are the type of things that I want to continue to encourage, continue to enlighten, continue to strengthen, and continue to keep us as a, as a, as a community, as a unity. Because, you know, there's things in communities that kind of, you know, but I'm there to try to help mend the pieces, you know, or sew it together, you know. So um, um, what would you say to someone who is listening and who has a desire, kind of like you had sitting around the kitchen table, but she feels like she doesn't know where to start, or maybe she's been hearing a little voice in her head saying, no one's going to show up or no one's going to support it. What would you say to her? It's determination, it's diligence. Um, once I, like, it was, like I said, it was two people or three people or something like that. And I'm like, that's not enough people, you know, but you, you don't give up. You keep doing it and you keep doing it because at the end of the day, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. You don't know the conversations that you have in your house. What I had in my house, who was going out telling somebody else, girl, they're, they're doing some good stuff at Terry's house. You know, you need to come because you're going through something. It's determination, it's perseverance, it's diligence. It's all those things that you have to have inside yourself to say, this is what I really want to do. And you have to listen. You have to be quiet and listen to that small voice because that small voice will tell you, uh-uh, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because there were times when I would be like, oh, I'm tired today. But I would be tired putting out plates, tired putting up cups, tired putting up whatever I had to do setting up and then once the meeting would start and somebody would you know say something that was profound I'm like I'm glad I just kept going you know right. what I mean so just don't don't give up on your vision on your dream you have to be diligent about it persistent about it and it doesn't matter if one or two because in a in, I feel like spiritually if I get one fish I'm cool like if I say one fish I'm cool but I like to say more than one but if you save that one fish word of mouth travels and people just, like I said, they just come and they just donate and do all kinds of extra things. And I'm like, wow, you know, so don't never give up. And and what about your own personal community? Because what you and I both know is that it's very challenging to walk this path alone when you're starting something, when you're building something. And it's it can get very lonely because other people aren't doing the same things or it's new and people don't, you don't understand what you're doing. So other people obviously so, won't understand what you're doing. So how did you begin to build community? You mentioned a few people that were integral in helping Jada House grow, but how did you determine who needed to be in your community to support you as you were growing Jada House? And as you continue to grow Jada House. It's like, you don't know who's, like I said, you don't know who's watching and you don't know who's talking. So God puts people in your, in your path, you know, like Tim, Tim uh, Smith, Reverend Tim Smith, who is, who runs center of life. He was very instrumental and people t like, he says, 
I tell everybody about Jada House. You know what I mean? Like, I don't tell everybody about Jada House, but other people tell everybody about Jada House. Only reason why I'm talking about it now because I'm a guest on your show. But <laughs> I don't really talk about it that much. But I was told years ago when I when I had to talk about it, and I would say, no, you go ahead and tell them about Jada House. And they told me, one day you're going to have to talk about it because it's your story. Well, I always make else. you talk about it when you're around me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I never knew that what I was doing was profound until people start showing up. People start telling other people. Um, and I also, I'm also the chair of the, of, of the greater Hazelwood community collaborative. So that gave me another platform because I fought that tooth and nails a hundred percent. I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit, but it was God ordained. And sometimes he puts you in situations that are uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable, but it was a platform for me for resources to meet people, you know, and let people know what we were really doing. And that also was something that helped me to grow because there is competition when you're in communities, you know, so I try not to compete because that's not what I'm trying to do. So like you said, I just don't deal with Hazelwood. I want to deal with other communities too and let them know that they can come or their child can come because I did have other kids coming from other communities and um, they came. So that's like something that, you don't know, but people just are listening and watching and they're like telling people about it. And then, you know, they show up and they're like, yes. So in addition to the determination that you talked about and the, um, the other thing that I hear you saying you need is bravery, right? Because oh it's going to be challenging to build your community if you're too afraid to take the next step exactly. or have a conversation or show up for a meeting. Um, and just knowing and having the faith and believing that, you belong at the table or you belong in certain rooms. Right. It's better to be at the table than be listening in the kitchen. Because when you're at the table, you have a platform and you have a voice. So you're able to speak because I belong to a couple committees that talk about racial uh, injustice and disparities and trauma and stuff that's happening in the black and brown community that we need uplifting and we need change. And, I was like, you know, why did they pick me to be on this committee? And I was like, oh, because I'm the chair. But there was other reasons, and I had to figure out those reasons because I have something to say, too. And I just can't say it, like, to you or to somebody else. This gives me a platform to say it to a lot of people that are in these rooms, these executives that I feel like, wow, I'm, well, I'm in the room with these folks, but I'm supposed to be in that room, you know, just to say that I feel like there should be uh, these grants that we or that fund us should fund communities with more education, with more technology, with more um, jobs, with more resources that we need to thrive. And those are the things that I talk about in those rooms. And I, like I said, our voices are being heard. Now, will the change happen? Maybe not instantaneously, but I'm looking forward to seeing some type of change. So, yeah. Well, I think that, well, I know I should say that you're seeing change every day and every week as you continue to show up for the seniors and the adults and the teens um, each week for our Jada House programming. And like you mentioned, once that podcast is up and running, that's another opportunity for people who may not normally be given voice to share and educate and teach and encourage one another in ways that are not happening right, right now. Right. So if no one has told you recently, let me be the one to tell you <laughs> this Saturday morning that we are appreciative of the work that you are doing. We honor the work that you are doing and we believe in the work that you are doing. So keep showing up, 
keep cultivating community. And I know for sure that you will be outside of Hazelwood sooner than you think. So while you saying God is quiet, enjoy it. Because once he starts talking, that means you got to start walking again. Right? Right, 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 right. It's crazy, though, because, like, me and you talked a while back, and you're like, you know, this is where you're supposed to be. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. I just can't. I want to quit. I wanted to quit, like, every week. Like, every week. Like, there's a meeting coming up soon. I'm like, ugh. But I heard God speak to me and say, your time is up with that. Now it's time for you to focus on Jada House, your family, you, and stuff like that. Not that I'm quitting, but my 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 focus is different now. Yes. You know what I mean? My focus is different. So I know there I know now after the fact, I'm like, well, why didn't you just like lay it down? That's not what he does. So I know after the fact there was purpose in it. I know after the fact that I was supposed to be in that position that I didn't want to be in after I got in it. You know, right. but I know. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do and um you know, and thank you for having me. You know, like this is great. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. I have two last questions. The first is what is the hardest part about the work you do building community? Um the hardest part is like resources for me. Um, like I, I we need a van and I, I I'm gonna stress that because Say it again. Van, you don't know who's listening. Yeah, we need a van so that we can transport from all over, not just in Hazelwood, but from all over, because I feel like our program is unique because I feed the kids too. Um, and um, like this past Thursday, we did art class. So everybody did an art piece. So I said, well, hang your art up in the room. And when we came back from the pandemic, there was only three kids that showed up. And that's kind of discouraging sometimes, but three kids, I'm not going to say, okay, we're not having group today because only three of y'all. No, we had group for the three hours and we did what we did and they start telling their friends. So last week we had like 10 kids come show up and I'm like, where did all these kids come from? But it lets me know that it's being talked about. Yes. It's being, you know, expressed. So the hardest part, like I said, is the van <laughs> and resources to make sure we have all the supplies that we need, you know, to keep thriving. Um, but other than that, it's not really hard for me, you know, to just, it's tiring. It's exhausting. But I enjoy doing it. And so when you get in a space where it's like, we might not have enough, or this is about to run out, or I don't know how this is going to work, how do you encourage yourself? Is there a song? Is there a scripture? Is there There's a, a quote? Scripture. There's a scripture. Um, Greater is he that is in me than he do, who is in the world. So I continue to say I'm great. I can do it <laughs> through Christ. I can do all things, you know, continue. To, and I read scripture every morning I post scripture every morning but I have a quiet room and I sit in that quiet room daily like if it's three o'clock in the morning if it's six o'clock in the morning if it's 11 o'clock at night I'm in there asking what direction do I need to go and like I said he comes through at the last minute but he comes through you know yes comes through well, thank you again for being here. If there is anything you would like to leave the audience with or you want to let people know about Jada House, you have the floor. Um, we, 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 we are getting ready to have our blast off August 21st in Hazelwood. It's at the uh, Bergwin Spray Park. Um, and we um, will be having entertainment. We'll be having educational um, uh, tables there from UPMC and Duquesne University. Um, 
I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, it's hot dogs, hamburgers, face painting. And we're What's the date for that? It's August 21st from 2 to 4. And it should be a lot lot of fun. We're giving away gift cards again. And um, please come out. And I don't discriminate from communities. So just come out and just celebrate with us and we can have a lot of fun. Sounds good. Thank you again for tuning in for this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. Of course, if you have not already, now is the perfect time to both subscribe and leave a review. When you do, you create the space for someone else to find this podcast. And you know that we don't grow alone and this podcast ensures you don't have to. So if you've been blessed, pass it on. We'll see you next week. Thank you again, Miss Terry. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you were blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with When She Thrives out here in these streets. And last but certainly not least, grab your copies of Scenes from a Single Mom, Volumes 1 and 2, and of course, 3 and 4 are coming soon. Thank you again for listening, and we will chat with you next week.